0: Kingsville is on the ground. Kingsville, Texas. We're just a short drive south of Corpus Christi and well worth the visit. Kingsville is
1: Coolsville.
0: Welcome to a series of crazy conundrums, tall tales from South Texas, the podcast, and introducing your author and host, Tom DeFrancesca. Tell us a good story, Tom. Thank you for the nice introduction, Charlie. Welcome back to our podcast series, and we really appreciate your listening to it. As of last week, we've had 547 downloads of our podcasts since launching back in January. The most popular platforms for listening to a series of crazy conundrums so far has been Spotify and Apple Podcasts with Google Podcasts running a close third place. The majority of our listeners are based out of the US, but, but we've had a few listeners in Asia and even Iran of all places. We've got regular listeners on the West Coast, East Coast, the Gulf Coast, and Mid-America as being represented pretty nicely as well. We'd sure appreciate it if you'd promote our podcast series to your friends and family members. That would be awesome. As mentioned in an earlier episode, one of our goals was to bring an awareness of Kingsville to those who have never visited here before. Just this past week, Deb and Neil, who live in Dallas but own a summer home in Port Aransas and travel back and forth several times a year for several years now, but have never driven down here to Kingsville to visit. So they told me that they aren't even sure how it happened, but they discovered this podcast series, and it got them interested in Kingsville. So instead of just sticking around Port Aransas, or Port A, as as we locals call it, they decided to take the extra time and drive the extra miles to come down and explore, plus to pop into the bookstore and say hi. We're so glad they did. So here we have the very first fruition of our goal to draw people into visiting Kingsville. Thanks, Deb and Neil. Alrighty, we're going to take a break here. When we get back, I'll start telling you my latest tall tale. And this one is going to be just a little different for the story is going to take place over 100 years ago, but will still take place here in Kingsville. We'll be right back. Come in and browse a while
1: you're always welcome at the novel blend bookstore shop our selection of used books unique gifts featuring work by local artisans and a variety of vintage
0: vinyl albums the novel blend is also a gathering place with comfy surroundings hot and cold beverages live music in the warehouse located in historic downtown kingsville the novel blend bookstore we're here to make you smile Spa Hacienda is like an oasis in the desert, and it's located in historic downtown Kingsville at 306 East Clayburgh Avenue, and the professional staff there truly care about you and your hair, skin, and body. Look for Spa Hacienda on Facebook and give them a like. The year was 1913, which puts our story about halfway through what is known as the Progressive Era. During that time, the United States enjoyed a 20-year span of peace prosperity, and progress. In both large and small towns, population growth was high. Incomes consistently rose, and thousands of small businesses were launched and then thrived. Another aspect of American life was the rapid growth of the railroad system, and how it afforded folks the opportunity to travel to places much farther away than they normally would have, or even could, most times. As the northbound St. Louis, Brownsville, and Mexico passenger train began to slow down just a little bit, the announcement came that the next stop would be Kingsville, and that had brought great relief to the many passengers, including one Mr. William Henry Roberts of Carleton, Texas, age 54. It had been a long, hot trip thus far, and Roberts still had many more miles to travel before finally reaching home. The long, tall, thin, and beleaguered ex-cattle driver, ranch hand, and scout had just spent three months in Sonora, Mexico, working with the Yaquai Indians, breaking horses and teaching horsemanship, something he had done every year for the past decade. The tribe held a special place in his heart, and he'd felt it was his call to service as well as a call for personal penance to go down there every year. The train finally came to a halt at the Kingsville train station, which had been built in 1904, another sign of a booming economy in South Texas. It apparently was affecting all of Kingsville because there was now a brand new hotel, newly opened department stores, several banks, and many restaurants all now nestled around the almost ten-year-old train station. Soon after stepping off the train and while waiting for his single suitcase to be unloaded, a stranger accidentally walked into Robert's, right into him. As the stranger had begun to profusely offer his apologies, the blood had suddenly raced out of the face of the Carlton Cowboy. Roberts had accepted the man's words, but not his face, for it was the face of a dead man going on five years. But Roberts had not actually looked into the man's eyes since 1881. As the stranger turned and departed, the cowboy found himself shaken and speechless, and had forced himself to pick up his suitcase and to start walking toward the new hotel, located within several hundred feet of the train depot. To say that the Casa Ricardo Hotel was grand would have been an understatement. Built in the Spanish style of architecture from 1911 to 1912, the three-story, two-wing structure was fabulous, and it still looked brand new. The hotel, both outside and inside, was fashioned in an excellent Spanish decor, and beautiful gardens surrounded the hotel's main entrance. The Casa Ricardo Hotel certainly made a very good first impression for train passengers arriving in Kingsville daily. As Williams stepped up to the motel clerk's counter to check in, he again experienced yet another strange occurrence. This time the clerk's face was that of yet another dead man. This time the dead man had been deceased since 1879, and Roberts was the last thing the dead man had laid his eyes on because Roberts was his killer. It had been one of those kill-or-be-killed situations that just could not be avoided, something that happened quite often to him back in the day. At least the voice of the hotel clerk did not match the dead man's, thought Roberts to himself. He also thought that maybe he'd eaten or drank something bad for him the night before, thus causing him to have hallucinations. The cowboy had received his key and had then headed shakily up to his room on the second-floor balcony that faced Clayburg Avenue looking east, towards the downtown area, with a bird's-eye view of the Kings Inn Theater. What in the world is going on, Roberts had asked himself. Up until then, he'd never before experienced anything like what was happening. All he wanted to do was go down to dinner at the Harvey House restaurant located inside the hotel, take a short stroll around downtown Kingsville, have a few drinks in the hotel bar, and then head back up to his room and get a good night's sleep. A calm, relaxing evening in a town where he was just a nameless stranger is all that he had wanted for that evening. What do they say about the well-laid plans of mice and men? Roberts hadn't taken but two bites of his very rare and thick ribeye steak when a well-dressed couple in their thirties paused at his table as they were making their way to the exit. Well, look here, dear. Young William is all grown up now, the lady had offered up to her husband. "'He's certainly a very long way from Silver City, isn't he?' And with that, the couple simply walked away. The couple was quite younger than Roberts, and yet she had called him a young man. How very strange was that, he had thought to himself. After another few seconds, Roberts suddenly realized who the couple was, and he had immediately lost his appetite. He was just a teenager, when he had known them back in Silver City, New Mexico." They had been killed, not by young William himself, but by cohorts of his in crime. He had informed them of a large sum of money the man had just received on selling a mining claim, his friends, then taken both the money and the couple's lives, something he hadn't counted on. At the time, Roberts felt like he was being sucked into a violent, vicious cycle from which he could just not extract himself. Ah, those were the days, weren't they? Apparently, Roberts, who had been so deep in horrible memories from so long ago, that he had failed to notice the stranger now sitting across the table from him. How would you know, Roberts had replied as he laid his knife and fork back down on the table and sat back in his chair. He would not be finishing the steak and baked potato. So, you can read minds? No, not really, but I can judge reaction. Oh, come on, William. All that danger, all that fighting and shooting and killing... "'Admit it. You enjoyed every minute of it,' the stranger had offered up. The man was old. I mean, very old, with deep, craggly lines in his face, and his skin was bronze from the sun. He was very well-dressed, and there was a fancy black fedora with a wide leather band around it, sitting on the table near his left arm. "'I was a different person way back then,' Roberts replied. "'I know. But wouldn't you like to relive some of those glory days now? I mean, take for example Kingsville here. It could be your oyster.' And you could rule this town if you wanted to, the stranger said. Think of the mayhem you could cause in this little town, and it's ripe for the picking. Fella, I don't know who you are or how you think you know who I am, but I'm going to kindly ask you to get your butt up out of that chair and walk away from here right now, Roberts ordered. All right, sir, I'll comply with your wishes, but I'm sure we'll be conversing again very soon, was a response from the stranger as he slowly got up and walked away. I just can't wait for the train to roll out of Kingsville in the morning, Roberts thought to himself as he then stood up, paid for his dinner, and left a generous tip. It was now time to go explore the downtown area before the shops started closing up for the evening. Roberts walked back past the train depot and then crossed 6th Street at Clayburg Avenue and found himself standing in front of the John B. Ragland Mercantile, which most folks just called Raglands, was located at 201 East Clayburg Avenue and it was designed by Jules Lefland and was built in 1909. Its design is mostly Italianate, but it has other architectural elements, including Gothic Revival and Mission Revival. Its two public facades are brick and limestone. The grand multi-story building was very impressive. It would someday still be firmly standing in use over a century later. Billy! Billy! The voice had come from behind Robert's as he was about to step inside the store. As the cowboy turned to see who was shouting, he was confused because this time he did not recognize the person that was calling him by his childhood nickname. Now let me take a look at you, the stranger said. How long has it been? I'm sorry, sir. I don't know who you are, Roberts replied sternly. The stranger frowned and then replied that maybe he had the wrong man, and then he suddenly changed his mind after looking into Roberts' eyes. My name is George Brown, Billy. I'd rode with you and some of your friends back in Lincoln County for a spell, the stranger offered. Georgie, is that really you, Roberts replied. Man, you've gotten old. Both men laughed, seeing that they were around the same age as each other. Alright folks, we're going to take a short break here, and I hope you enjoyed the tall tale so far, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Old Fashioned Hospitality awaits you in Kingsville, Texas. From familiar hotel chains to quaint local inns and RV communities, Kingsville is sure to have you covered when looking for a clean and cozy place to rest during your stay. Kingsville's close proximity to Corpus Christi and the Texas Gulf Coast makes its location a quiet, budget-friendly option for visitors who wish to stretch their dollar a little further. In addition, one of the benefits of Kingsville's relatively small size is that no matter where you stay, you're only minutes away from local attractions, shopping areas, and restaurants. Annual events throughout the year include the Clayburg County Junior Livestock Show and concerts, the exciting Wings Over South Texas air show featuring the Blue Angels, the King Ranch Ranch Hand Breakfast and Weekend Festival, and the beloved La Posada de Kingsville Parade of Lights. Additional event information may be found on the calendar page at the Kingsville Visitor Center website at kingsvilletexas.com. That's kingsvilletexas.com. Here in the heart of historic downtown Kingsville, Eve's Heavenly Delights is located at 309 East Clayburg Avenue, right next door to the Novel Blend Bookstore. Locally and family-owned by folks who already have a strong legacy in serving the Kingsville area, you want a wide variety of cheesecake? You got it. You want pies and tarts? Well, guess what? You got it. Also on the menu are brownies and bars, cakes, French pastries, and specialty breads. Please look for Eve's Heavenly Delights on Facebook to learn more about their fabulous creations, and give them a like to show your support for locally owned small businesses. What in the heck are you doing down here in Kingsville, George asked William. And by the way, you looked like a darn fool sitting in that hotel restaurant talking to yourself at your table. And that's how I came to recognize you and then chased you down. I wasn't talking to myself, William replied. "'I was having a most annoying, uninvited conversation with a most unagreeable old coot. "'If you say so, Billy, but I never saw anyone sitting with you,' George replied. "'By the way, I've gone by William for quite a few decades now. "'I'm going by William Roberts,' the cowboy replied. "'To answer your question, I volunteer on an Indian reservation in Mexico a few months out of every year, "'and now I'm headed back north to Carleton, where I live. "'What brings you to Kingsville, George?' "'Oh, I live here now, William. Been down here for going on ten years now,' George replied. "'I work for the hotel. I'm the security chief. I've been staying out of trouble for a long time now.' "'Well, that's good to hear, George. Same for me. I haven't had anyone shoot at me for a very long time,' William replied with a laugh. "'What do you say we step inside the mercantile here so I can try to find me a new cowboy hat?' "'All right, it's a great place to shop,' George replied.' While William looked around the store, he spotted the hat section and headed in that direction with George at his side. Tell me, George, why didn't you look surprised when you recognized me? William asked. Most folks thought I'd been killed back in 1881. You won't believe this, William, but I just happened to have ridden into Fort Sumner two days after you were supposedly killed. Just about everyone in that town knew you weren't the one killed, and that it was someone else that was. Some poor innocent slob. "'And there's no way Pat Garrett was going to take the blame for that,' George replied. "'Yeah, he got caught between a rock and a hard place, didn't he?' William replied. "'Garrett did almost get me, though. "'Put three bullets in me the next day as I was trying to sneak out of town. "'It's a miracle that I survived and was able to escape to Mexico, "'where the Indians nursed me back to health.' "'Almost everyone in Fort Sumner hated Pat Garrett, "'but really loved you, Billy. I mean, William,' George replied. "'Heck, even though they knew it wasn't true,' The citizens helped spread the news that you were dead all over the region. Yeah, that was really nice of them to do that, but it sure made Garrett a famous hero, and that was too bad, William replied. He was my good friend before that day. I know he was, George replied. William paid for his new cowboy hat, and the two men exited Raglan's and began to stroll a little farther east on Claybrook Avenue. After arriving at the end of the 200 block, George spoke. "'Listen, William, it's about time for me to get back to the hotel and see how things are going,' he offered. "'I'll see you back there. I'd sure like to visit with you a little more before you leave tomorrow.' "'Sounds good to me, George,' William replied. "'I'll see you in a spell.' William watched as George headed back west on Clayburg Avenue, and then William himself crossed the road and began slowly strolling west on the opposite side of the street." Just prior to arriving at Harold's Pharmacy, an extremely popular establishment in Kingsville that would still be in business over a century later, there was situated a bench, and on that bench was the same old man from the restaurant. "'So how are you enjoying your visit to Kingsville, kid?' the ancient man asked. "'It's a nice little town. I hope it stays that way,' William responded. "'You aren't planning on boarding the train in the morning, are you?' "'No, no.' "'I'm sticking around here just a little longer to see if I can entice some old scallywags passing through to stir up some trouble,' the old man replied with a sinister grin on his face. "'Our meeting up today was just a matter of coincidence. I'll be moving on to some other communities around the area shortly.' "'Well then, I guess you're pretty lucky that I am a changed man,' William responded. "'Why is that?' the old man asked. Because if I wasn't a changed man, I'd have just run you out of this town right now in a very uncivilized manner, and your opposition would have probably gotten you dead, William replied. Oh, I'm not worried about you, Billy the kid. You just go on and live your good life now, and I'll probably see you again some day in the future. Let's hope not, William responded with disdain as he began walking away from the bench and back towards the Casa Ricardo hotel. William and George, in fact, did meet up for drinks in the hotel bar shortly after William had arrived back at the hotel. They enjoyed a good visit, and instead of recalling all the bad things that they had done and gotten away with in their youth, they instead shared with each other some of the good things that they had each accomplished in their lives. As the two men were about to exit the bar and enter the main room of the hotel, William noticed a very old painting that was hanging on the wall, and it looked way out of place for the new hotel. Tell me, George, what's the story on this painting, William asked? Oh, that old thing. A few weeks ago, we had this fella come in, and he was really down on his luck. And he wanted a drink really badly and offered to trade that painting for just one drink. He said it was the last thing he owned. As a joke, I had hung the picture up there temporarily, George replied. Why do you ask? Take my word for it, George. You need to burn that thing, William replied, and he was quite serious about it. "'All right, William. I'll take care of it in a few minutes, I promise,' George replied. "'Do you mind telling me why?' "'Let's just say that picture brings really bad luck,' William replied. "'That's all I'm going to say about it. He was not going to even try and explain to George that he had had two conversations with the man whose exact image appeared in that painting. The painting was dated 1845, and it was entitled, "'If the Devil Was from Texas.'" William Roberts, a.k.a. Billy the Kid, successfully returned to his home in Carleton, Texas, which was his father's hometown. He remained there for several years. He then moved on to Hyco, that is located only about 15 minutes away from Carleton. Prior to becoming William Roberts, he had had many names in addition to Billy the Kid. At times, he was just called The Kid. He was also known as Billy Bonnie or William Bonnie. Henry Atram was yet another alias. Now here's a very cool fact. Billy the Kid's real name, given to him at birth, truly was William Henry Roberts. In 1945, someone from New Mexico and Billy's violent past spotted and recognized the aged Billy the Kid as he was riding a horse in Haiko. The man started firing a gun at Billy and actually killed the horse right out from underneath him. But Billy fortunately escaped death that time without being shot up first. William Henry Roberts, who at some point had begun to be called Brushy Bill, died on December 7, 1950 at the age of 90, in Heiko, as he was on his way to mail a letter for his wife. During his walk, Brushy Bill had died of a heart attack. He's buried at the Oakwood Cemetery in Hamilton, Texas, and his grave marker identifies him as Billy the Kid. Part of this story is based on the book entitled, Billy the Kid, Killed in New Mexico, died in Texas. The book is the result of decades of research and obtaining of sworn affidavits from those many folks still alive who attested to the fact that William Roberts, in fact, was Billy the Kid. The authors and researchers' names are Dr. Janae P. Valdez and Judge Bobby E. Hefner, and they published the book back in 1995, and, in fact, the book is quite rare. We're fortunate enough here at the bookstore to own a copy signed by Dr. Valdez. Although no mention of Kingsville is contained within the pages of the book, there stands a very good chance that William Roberts traveled by train through Kingsville on his many trips to Mexico during the early 1900s. And so that's what this tall tale is based on. And by the way, I don't know if you remember the Young Gun series of movies that was produced back in the 1990s. Young Guns 2 actually includes the story about Brushy Bill Roberts. Well, that's our latest tall tale from South Texas, and I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, after a short break, I'll be back to introduce you to a music track that I'm sure you'll enjoy. The track is from Kingsville's own Bo Walker Band. Please visit the Kate Apothecary, a unique boutique-style gift store located in historic downtown Kingsville, Texas, at 400 East Clayburg Avenue. While shopping at the Kate Apothecary, check out their amazing Slow North Candle Line, a fine product from a woman-owned small business in Austin. Those soy-based candles are infused with pure essential oils and they smell incredible. The Kate Apothecary, located at 400 East Clayburg Avenue, across from the HEB Fuel Center, is open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Please look for the Kate Apothecary on Facebook and give them a like to show your support for locally owned small businesses. Did you know that Harold's Kingsville Pharmacy, located in historic downtown Kingsville, has been owned and operated by the same family for over a hundred years? That's right, they'll probably be around for another hundred years because of their service and dedication to our community. Stop by Harold's today. We're back and like I promised here's another track from Kingsville's own Bow Walker Band and it's entitled Lost, Lovesick and Lonely. And you'll find it on the album entitled Cast Iron Constitution. After the track plays, I'll provide some background information on the band. Yeah! That, my friends, was the always marvelous Bo Walker Band from Kingsville. They are a country-influenced Texas blues and rock band. You'll find their tracks on Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon. Look for them on Facebook and give them a like to show your support for local independent musicians. Well, folks, that's the end of this podcast episode. I'm glad you uh, decided to tune in. Look for us on the web at crazyconundrums.com. That's crazyconundrums.com. And we're also on Facebook, so just give us a search there. In the meantime, I'll see ya.